You were called to make the world brighter, to run on the front lines, to cast vision where it had not yet landed. You are not gifted to be a random burst of energy, but a consistent force that enables the world to hear beauty, see potential, and write stories in a way that points the world to Jesus. Provoke and inspire. Welcome to the Provoke and Inspire podcast. The this... Provoke and Inspire podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you for the echo. Yes, we are uh, in a very unique position. This is a road report edition. We are live on location. Well, maybe not live, but we are on location in Albania. Yeah, We're in, in the town in... of Fear. So what some people would say, fear not. We say fear on. Fear Yes. <laughs> I think I liked Fear On better. Uh, anyway, we are on the road. Uh, this is a unique dynamic that we do every year because uh, originally the heart of this podcast was to provoke and inspire Christian artists to use the gifts that God has given them to preach the gospel outside of the church. Uh, part of why we have this heart is because this is what God has called us to do. And so as part of the band No Longer Music, we hit the road every summer. Uh, and even with Income and Live, the larger thing that we are a part of, uh, we have artists who are doing this. And of course, the summer season is the busy season for artists. And so, you know, we're not just armchair generals in that sense. We are out there, uh, which makes, of course, podcasting a challenge. Yeah. Uh, so we do things called road reports where we share a little bit about what it is that God is doing while we are on the road. Uh, and then we look to extract some things that, that God has been showing us, some um, just lessons that we've been learning, things that we're going through, and, and uh, that can then apply to our now more general um, purpose for this podcast, which is to call followers of Jesus to radical obedience in secular culture. Uh, and so we are in Albania. Uh, this is the first country of this tour. Uh, we have been on the road now for, I think we've done five shows here in six days. Has it only been five shows? It feels like we've been here longer, but time goes slow when you're on tour. Yes, yes. Time goes very slow. We talk it's about that good, all the but, time. It's good, but it's like a, a week is like a month. Yeah, yeah. So here we are, five shows, six days. It's been a hectic schedule. It always is in Albania. We work with this amazing uh, local pastor here. His name is Sabri, and he goes... Uh, he's this radical man of faith who seems to be connected to every mayor in this city. Yep. Uh, and then whenever we're here, we pack our schedules full, uh, and that is what's happening right now. And there's already many crazy things that have that have happened. I mean, even you can share a little bit from last night. Even last night, it was amazing. We were in a city called Balsh, which is a Muslim city. There's no church there. And the guy who is the director of all the schools told everyone, including the teachers, that they had to be at our show. And I asked Zabri, who is the promoter, why? You know, he's not even a Christian. And he said, he, he's behind us, you know, so even though he's not a, not a Christian. And so we're seeing amazing, amazing things like that happen. And we had hundreds of people there before we started yeah. uh, waiting. It was, it was crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been amazing. We'll talk a little bit more about some of the things that we've experienced already um, some of the things that God has been teaching us along the way, but we can't leave you hanging. Well, wait a minute. Leave... Before we get oh. into that, okay. Um, you know, remember I've been asking for comments, yes. remember feedback, mm -hmm. and then with that uh, Captain Sweeney, remember he... Uh, <laughs> you look all pensive and puzzled, he, uh, if you don't he, know what uh, you're about to say. He uh, sent us a, uh, uh, you know, some feedback last week. And I said, hey, come on, Captain, give us yeah, a... Yeah, be easy, man. So I asked him, 
I reached out to him, if you will, and uh, I said, Captain Sweeney, what do you think of the podcast we just did? You know, if you're and if you haven't listened to that one, you need to. It, it's, it's about calling, and I think some of you are called to listen to the podcast about calling. <laughs> so anyway, um, don't forget to subscribe. So this is what this review. is what uh, Captain Sweeney said. Um, what are you, a bunch of homeschoolers, evangelical fundamentalists, hypocritical judgments? judgmental on everyone you're full of um bleep you bleep off go back to your cave so that was what? so i don't know if that's that didn't moving in the right direction what do you mean I you just to... threw in as many buzzwords no as i'm could. telling you what he said the captain doesn't seem to have a lot of very uh, uh extensive vocabulary does he yes. uh, what's he a captain of <laughs> Captain Sweeney, Not what are the you the captain school. of? It certainly isn't grammar. <sighs> anyway, it is worth mentioning that we don't have, obviously we don't have Chad or Luke on this podcast. It would be obvious by now because Luke would be chuckling well, Chad like a schoolgirl and Chad would be saying long things that make little sense. So apparently Chad, you know, he's on that island in Italy promoting his book and they, he didn't have the, the visa. Remember when he came without the passport that one time? Yeah. Go and on. He didn't have his visa, so now he's in prison there. Ah, uh-huh. and uh, and so now apparently Luke had to go to Italy and is trying to get him out. And so he's trying to bribe the guards with copies of a thousand risks. Yeah, so he brought his book Ten Thousand Risks there <laughs> 10, to try to bri- bribe the guards. In the meantime, Chad is in a he's yeah. in a cell with a guy named um, Luke. Took a Luke took a break from his intensive tour with the undead. But Chad is actually in a uh, cell with a guy named Wendell. Ah, Wendell, yeah. Yeah, and he has a gold gold tooth, apparently. Go on. And uh, Chad is a little nervous. That's what he told me. And I said, just keep a stiff upper lip. Or actually, that's what Luke said, being that he's English and all that sort of thing. (laughs) Okay. Is this your... Are we on to your random story? Have you you sort of just rolled into it? Or do we have to, like, do this? So anyway, as you've probably all... Been anticipating eagerly. Here is the David's random story. So, <clears throat> anyway, uh, <laughs> that was so cough. Anyway, which is slightly different. So anyway, uh, you know how much I I'm I I feel one with nature and animals and all that. Well, typically, yeah, yeah. And so there was a story that really moved me, really touched my heart. There was a there's there's a guy I know, and he had a dog who uh, was injured. So like he like <laughs> this car kind of ran over. I you always laugh. I, this you car to the point. This car kind of ran over his his back two legs, and so so they uh, made it like this little wheelie thing for him. So he, so he could sort of drag, well, drag he, his hind legs. So he would like just walk with his two front legs and kind of drag his yeah. back legs behind him. I can tell, tell this is going to be an animal so cruelty the animal story. So the dog apparently he was cool with it. You know he was down with it. <clears throat> and then along. he met he met. Um, he ended up ma- meeting this other uh, girl dog. He was a boy. He was a male dog, and he met this girl dog, and they fell in love. And uh, the the two of them they they had puppies, and it was beautiful. So there was this Gosh. there was this dog. The, the he just would walk, kind of drag his leg, and then he had he met this other girl dog. Right, right. And they had the, they had these puppies, and the puppies were just normal puppies, right? And they're just a happy little dog family. But as the puppies grew up, they started walking like their dad, dragging their legs behind them. What? Yeah, it's true. This is a true thing. And so even though their legs were fine, you know, 
but because their their father you know dog was hit by that car and he just kind of dragged his two hind legs the puppies did too it's a true story so you know, that, that's, that's it that's it but it's kind of interesting wow what, think. what are you david attenborough i know but i just think it's interesting that the father had another that kind powerful of illustration so it's like so he was so just because he was munted they thought they had to be munted so i guess the moral to the story is don't be around munted people or you'll start acting like you're munted if you're not gosh yet another powerful illustration of the power of nurture over nature or something wow that was bizarre I think that's that was more st- of a factoid i think it's interesting to think that these puppies were dry i'm trying to picture how they were walking you know oh, did you they- just like read about this somewhere no 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 this is all true well no i didn't read it. what i just actually said. i actually uh one of our leaders from from uh ukraine angela was telling me okay story, yeah. all right well anyway uh, yeah, don't pretty. know what to do with that. Moving along, I uh, don't necessarily have a revolutionary recap for you. Obviously, these road reports are of a little bit of a different variety. But um, as I already mentioned in the beginning, uh, animal lessons aside, uh, God is doing amazing things on this tour of Albania. And, and as so often is the case when you're out in the battle, when you're seeing God do things, um, there's a lot he shows you. There's a lot kind of he puts on your heart and he teaches you and also I think just things that that God allows us to experience, we can share that with people. You know, those of you that faithfully listen to this podcast and hopefully encourage you in your faith and in your walk with Jesus. And um, kind of the thing I want to I want to start with is just an amazing beginning to this Albanian tour. Um, We have, uh, by God's grace and and power, we've been getting more and more connected in in the country. So we've been coming here for many years. Um, It's it's amazing to see how God's literally changing this whole country, of course, only because of his power, but but he's been using us as a small part to do that. Uh, but he's also been getting us more and more connected in the media and, and kind of in high places here in this country. And and so we were told at the start of this tour, we were going to be able to do this live TV interview on one of the main stations in Albania. It also goes out to Macedonia and Kosovo. Yeah, I mean, it, from what I was told, you know, a million people could could be watching this at any given time. It's it's that big of a TV station, uh, and so we drove the twenty plus hours from our base in Germany all the way to Albania. The night we arrive, uh, we get whisked off to this TV station. Uh, it was a very surreal experience. I mean, this is like the full deal, you know, makeup and it's a live TV audience and it's uh, very, very intense, cynical, very um, cynical, definitely secular. I didn't already mention that. Not a Christian thing at all. Very secular. Think of kind of like a like a late night show in the U.S. And his his whole point is to try to put people, make people awkward. The the host of the show is this very slick, cynical guy. And um, he from the very beginning was very obvious that he you know, he's kind of like, oh, you guys are this, you know, Jesus rock band, huh? You know, yeah. and he kind of, they bring us onto the TV set and we sit there and, and uh, you know, there's a big crew of us there on, on this TV set. And, and for two hours, he interviews other people, you know, other guests on the show. So we're sitting there on live TV for two hours while he, you know, just all these kind of funny bits and gags that we can't really understand or follow because it's all in Albanian. And every time I kind of try to say anything because of course the whole point for us to be there was one to promote this tour we're about to do yeah um but also to be able to present the gospel give him a you know share what it is that we were doing in the country um but every time i try to kind of cut in and and share anything he would kind of cut me off and redirect right and it was very obvious he didn't want to let me 
or let us really – we're kind of a gimmick to him. He wasn't right. going to really give us an we're opportunity just a prop, to share. Basically. Right. Um, but finally, I was able to kind of – I was like, man, I didn't you know, come here for nothing. So I kind of was able to wedge my way in. And Sabri, who was our tour organizer who was translating for me, was kind of like, can he please share the purpose of the band? Right. Um, and so finally the guy kind of let me. Uh, and, and I actually have the audio of the interview that, that I was able to do. Um, and I think it's really worth listening to it. God was, you know, I was tired. I was not prepared. It was a very intense environment. The the host, as I mentioned, was very cynical. Um, but man, I really felt like God was with me. I can't take any credit for even how it happened because I just felt like I, all I really did was just open my mouth and I felt like God did the rest. You know, when Paul talks about, don't worry about the words you say, I think that's Paul, right? Right, I right. I slept very much. Um no, oh, Jesus, tr- Jesus said Jesus, that. Sorry, just trust the Holy Spirit to, to give you the words to say. Well, when you're brought in front of rulers right. and kings. And- rulers and kings, and that's kind of how it felt. Uh, and so I'm just going to play this audio for you. It's about two minutes long, uh, and then we'll talk about it a little bit. I think art is supposed to have a message. You know, I think that's why we do what we do, because we're passionate about something. We want to tell something. Mm. You know, and I, this song that we played, it says, Not Getting better, Any Better. That's the title of the song. Because I see a world that's just falling apart. People are being destroyed. You know, where I'm from in America, there's a huge heroin epidemic. There's a heroin epidemic. And I was—I lived in New Zealand, and there too is a heroin epidemic. Everywhere I go, people are being destroyed by these lies. And I think that's because they've been told they're an accident. You know that life has no real meaning. Some millions of years ago, there was an explosion, and now we're here for no reason. And so I just have to do the best to fill this emptiness that I feel. But it doesn't matter if you have a lot of money or a lot of people are looking at you. You can't escape this feeling. And so we have to numb ourselves with alcohol and drugs and all these things. Mm-hmm. And that's because we are made for a relationship with God, not for these material things. And so that's our message. We want to share this hope that you're made to know Jesus. Not some religion, but a real relationship, like a friend, like a father. And he can fill this emptiness. And he can forgive us for the bad things that we've done. And he can bring real hope, real hope. And that's why we come 23 hours to Albania, because we love these people and we want to tell them that there's hope. So what I think is very uh, interesting there is that here uh, you were on this this uh, big national secular television program, and every voice that you could listen to would say, you can just, just promote the tour, you know, right? Don't talk about Jesus. It's not even possible to. The, the whole vibe is wrong for that, you know, because the mm-hmm. guy's just there about mocking people and so on. And so don't play into that. Don't take the risk. Uh, but just... Just talk about the right. tour, right? So, what motivated you? 
uh, to go, no, this it's not good enough. Because a lot of people would have said that would have been a victory. You know, if you would have just said, hey, we've got this show and, and, you know, it's cool and have some, you know, introduce the band and show a video clip, which they showed, right? Yeah, yeah. So why did you feel like you had to push further than that? You know, I, I again, what I mentioned at the beginning is this podcast originally started off as a something directly for artists. And, you know, if you've listened for more than five minutes, our heart is to use the platform that God has given you to, to be clear. Um, and I think that there's this, this mentality, there's this mindset um, in, in Christian culture today, I think especially with Christian artists, where you're always trying to preserve future opportunities. Right, it's right. this lie that says, right. no, 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 just be cool, play to their rules, be conservative, yep. Yep. because eventually you'll get a bigger voice and a right. bigger voice and a bigger voice, and then you can share. Right. Um, you know, you hear that all the time. It's like, don't, don't, don't kind of blow it now because eventually maybe God will give you thousands of people to talk to in the future, in the future. And so you always kind of play it safe for, in the name of, of future opportunity preservation. And it, it, it's totally erroneous thinking. Yeah. You know, and for me, I've had always kind of built into me, maybe it's from you and from your culture, David, but I've always had this un- idea that God, if whatever platform you've given me, uh, I'm going to use that to, to, to preach. And I'm going to use that because who knows? I, I, I think it, we're better off as followers of Jesus having the mentality that I may never get another opportunity yep. like this again. Yep. And so it's, you know, whether you're talking to a colleague one-on-one and, or whether you're in front of a group of people or whether yep. you're on a TV station, not having the mentality like, well, if I just play it safe, then I will have opportunities in the future. That makes no sense for yeah. me. For me, it's, I may never have another opportunity with this person, yep. with this group, with my colleagues, with my friends, with this million people watching on this TV station. And it's in my case, that's very likely true. Who knows if I'll ever be able to be on this station again. And so I'd rather have the mentality of, you know, God, I'm going to use this. And what I've experienced and David, maybe you can react on this is that again, I'm not perfect. And I've done many things, you know, I've not taken every opportunity God's given me, but I've really earnestly tried. And I do feel sincerely that almost all with almost no exceptions. Every time God's given me a real platform, whether it be a stage or radio or a TV or whatever, I've been clear. Um, d- would you, what do you think of the idea that, that I think God honors that, right? Yeah. I mean, I have really felt been challenged in this. Um, I can remember back at, when we started out, we were invited to play at this giant festival, uh, secular festival. And everyone was saying to me, you know, this was an, an immediate, it was on stage and they were saying, don't, preach, you know, just play, think of the opportunities you'll get. And, and this was a lot of Christians telling me this and I'm not, you know, I was going, yeah, maybe that's what I should do. And, and as I was praying about it, God reminded me of this, of this, uh, concert I was at in, in Amsterdam as in, in an arena. The band was a Christian band. It was filled 60,000 people. And, and I was praying for the singer, come on, man, say something, you know, everyone will listen to you. And, and, and uh, he didn't say anything, and everyone just kind of left the stadium without hearing about Jesus. And I was standing, like everyone else, on top of my chair in that stadium, and I just said, God, I know I'm not a great artist like, like, like he is, and like this, I'm, I'm not like this great band, but if you give me an opportunity like this, I won't deny you. And I said that to God in that stadium, and he reminded me of that when I was at this festival and so I thought, I'm talking about Jesus. And like you said, Ben, no matter what, even if it closes every door, 
And what happened was they invited us back for encore after encore. Uh, the media came and wanted to interview me. And it was because of my message. You know, the music was appropriate, and I think we were, we were good, but it was our message. And I also think people are so bored, you know, with, oh, I, oh I'm releasing this album, and I'm, now I'm doing this video. And it's like people want to want – they want challenge. You know, like we say on this, on this podcast, there's too much wallpaper that, that is, you know, talked about like it's art. And I think people want to be provoked, you know, and I think that – you need to, when you can understand how to present Jesus in a nuanced way, you know, in an appropriate way, it's compelling, you know, and God's power is on it. And we even got uh, something from that, from that presenter thanking us for being on the, on the program. Wow, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah. So he sent something to Zabri. He was thanking you for being on the, on the, on the program. And I think, why is it that when there are so many Christians or people in business or whatever, uh, place God has called you to be in, when you get a higher platform, they grow silent. I mean, and it's always the same lie. Well, you know, we we need to not push ourselves or this will give us greater opportunities in the future. I mean, it reminds me of this guy I knew that was, he had just won, um, he was like top 10 in the charts in England and, and he was hanging out with all these famous people and everyone was saying, don't say anything, don't say anything, you know, you know you'll, you'll have a greater influence in the future. And I was saying to him, no, you need to, this is your chance, speak, you know, talk about Jesus. And he wouldn't do it, and now he's nowhere. Yeah, well, and also it's a it's a bizarre mentality that says, well, I'm going to have an influence by blending in. Exactly. You know, even from a secular art perspective, like the, the artists that are memorable are the ones that say something. I mean, the, yeah. even today— from a secular perspective, when when an artist challenges the status quo or the yeah. the sort of integrated or um, the systemic racism in America yeah, or different right. things, that's the art that gets noticed. That's the art that gets celebrated on some level and, right. and people criticize it on another level. Yeah. But isn't that what art is really about? Well, you see, and that's what people um, are are like you go to a movie uh it's the things a movie that will really touch you is one that is provocative one that challenges one that has has is draws a line you know and and so much today is nothing and it has no and and there's been very few times where we have been banned from whether it's a television station or a club because of our message, you need to do it in a, in a, you need to know the scene. You need to know how to communicate the message, you know, in a relevant way. So you don't just come off like, like, you know, and you're in this church ghetto or something, but people are intrigued by the message of Jesus when you present him in a way that they understand. Yeah. And I think that's something that we could touch on. I mean, I want to transition for a second, a little bit about, um, you know, why I think I was able to handle that interview. Okay. You know, why God was able to give it, give me the words to say, of course, like I mentioned on, on the, in the beginning, I'm not sort of showcasing this as look at the prime example, but I do think it's pretty interesting what happened. Um, and I, I think I was able to speak clearly and boldly because the Holy spirit really helped me. Yep. Um, but I think there are some things that are worth talking about as it relates to, uh, the language I used. Um, mm -hmm. and also maybe the preparation that, that got me to that place. I'm, you know, I, I think that part of the problem is that, well, first of all, we don't want to preach because we don't want to look foolish. Right. Um, we really aren't honest about the fact that we don't want to blend in, or sorry, we don't want to stick out because we, we are kind of chasing the same things that the world is. We want to right. be, 
We want our, our music to sell. We, we want to be popular. Be, we want to be known. And so we're, you know, we talk about this ad nauseum on this podcast. People mm-hmm. don't want to stand out. They don't want to be bold for Jesus because it can cost something. Right. Um, beyond that, there's maybe ideas that, you know, I want to be sensitive and I want to, you know, kind of not hijack maybe the purpose of this or, and, and again, I think we talked about that a little bit as well, that people, I think respect someone who has passion, someone that exactly. cares about something. I mean, there are a million people that come on that TV yeah. show every night yep. and just sound like everybody else yep. and are, are totally forgettable. I think, you know, even you could hear what you couldn't see it. You can watch that clip. Actually, if you go onto our Steiger Facebook page, um, you can actually find that clip that um, of that interview. And cause you can really see that the guy was quite surprised. Right. Um, and that's what I want to talk a lot, a little bit about. Cause I think he kind of expected sort of your typical religious answer, someone without any nuance, someone without any um, balance, you know, what you don't hear later on. He asked me these series of really like kind of gotcha kind of questions. Right, you right. know, what do you think about abortion and homosexuality? What do you think about the Pope? Is Jesus the only way? You know, all these kind of, he was trying to get me and right. whatever. That was kind of a funny part of the of the night. Um, but... I, I do think that, yes, we should take every t- opportunity that we have, but it's important that in that we actually really learn. First of all, we need to have the right heart. We talk right, about that right. a lot. But then I think we need to learn how to communicate in a relevant way. Right. I mean, don't you think that's part of it? It's because I, I, I think we can do a lot of damage if we don't really know people and we just have this kind of, I'm going to you know, right, right. proclaim well, again, Jesus everywhere I can and not really know how to do it in the right way. Well, that's why we have to be out in, like Jesus was, be with people, eat with them, know their language, uh, not just live in, a, in, in our church building. When I was invited to do this, uh, well, I did it a few times, but I did this uh, MTV uh, interview in Beirut, Lebanon, uh, which was a huge secular station in, in Beirut. And all over the Middle East. And so I'm like, okay, how do I talk about Jesus? Well, I was praying about it, and I was thinking, in the Middle East, people are hurt by religion. You know, they, they put Islam, Christianity, all in the, same, uh, in the same box. Because they both, because the Christians, in quotes, there have their own militias, and they're doing the same thing that the, that the people are doing in the name of Islam. So they, they have this bad idea about religion. And so I was there to say it's time that you find out who the real Jesus is because he is not that. And I would talk specifically to this mentality that they have. And I, and, I, and I was talking about how Jesus is about love, you know, not hate. And, and it was that nuance that really com- was compelling and, and people and made them want to hear what I had to say. And so I think it's about knowing your audience and then understanding what is the thing that they, this wrong idea they have about Jesus, and then how do I speak to that directly? But that means I got to get to know, I need to know people. Yeah. I mean, in the same way, you know, Albanian people feel very forgotten. They feel very like there's no hope for them, that there's no future for them. They're this, you know, very isolated, poor country in Europe. Um, You know, no real, you know, of all the European countries, they're kind of just forgotten. Right. And so they just, the the men just smoke hash and play video games all day uh, and don't think there's a future for them. And so I really talk to that, that God sees them, that God loves them, that there's hope for Albania. Right. And people in it spontaneously applauded in the, in the studio. Right. And again, that, that's a, you know, a reflection of the fact that we've been coming here many years and that's, I know the, 
what they really feel, what they right, really, right. so I was able to explain that. And then again, and we've talked about this before on this podcast, but using language that, 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 that a, a non-religious person can understand, exactly. being aware enough of people's, like where they are outside of the church that you right. don't, you, you talk about things like hope and, and that, that God's a good father and, yeah. and God can take these bad things that you've done and, and, and fill you and forgive you and, and yeah. using language, you know, and then just like I even, you know, they played our music video, not getting any better and, and kind of leveraging that and saying, you know, it's not just here in Albania, right? You know, because a lot of people can have this mentality that if I can just have what the West has, right? If I can just have the money and the fame and the, the success I see on YouTube, I see on these music videos, I, I read about, then I'll be happy. Right. And so saying, look, I go all over the world and, and I see the same emptiness everywhere I go. It doesn't matter, you know, cause he even asked me would, you know, one of the cynical questions he asked me was, would it be better if there were no poor people? And I said, well, of course it'd be better if there were no poor people. You know, it's kind of this idea that, you know, if, if God is so good, why are there people that suffer? Yeah. And I said to him, it's not the material poverty that matters. It's the spiritual poverty. Yes, of course we need to alleviate suffering and God is mad about the injustice and there should be no poor people and all that. But the real tragedy is the spiritual emptiness. Yeah. That's the, that's the cause of the material bankruptcy in this world. Right. Right. Um, and so I think it's really about, first of all, isolation is our enemy, mm-hmm. not, not living so much in the world, yep. preaching, sorry, living just in the church, preaching just to the church, having right. all of our friends just be in the church, having all of our ministries just be in the church. All of our friends are Christians. Right. And so no wonder we don't know people. Yeah. You know, I, I'm able to know what the Albanians feel because I've been coming here for, you know, this is our fifth tour now. Yeah. Um, and, and again, as I keep prefacing, it's not, it's not about me. It's not about being perfect. There are many, many nights like last night we played a show, like David said, and there's all of these crazy kids and they're just hyped up on sugar and who knows what. And no, they're just, they're pulling on everything. They're tugging on the equipment. Steve, our lead guitarist, they keep, you know, kept hitting his tuner pedal in the middle of the show. So we had guitar. to keep the, the, uh, Carolina, who plays yeah, our the girl, girl in our show, could, could not come off the she stage. She couldn't even come off the stage. Yeah. And they unplugged our lights. And, you know, there's times when I don't feel <laughs> like yeah. I, I necessarily, you know, these kids are hard to love sometimes. Yeah. So it's not about, look at me, I'm, I'm self-righteous. Mm-hmm. But God genuinely has given me a heart for people here. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's, uh, it's a major, major privilege to be here, you know, and doing things like presenting the gospel on live TV in Albania yep, yep. for the for the largest TV secular TV station here. I mean, what a privilege! Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and what if you know? And how many people in their own area pass up opportunities like that? You know, I just think, no wonder people don't know about Jesus. You know, because we don't take these opportunities and we listen to this lie that tells us not to. And if you're like in a normal, normal, I don't think there's normal, but you know, if you're working in a bank and you have a meeting with with some some high up people in in, in your in your business, in your bank, and you don't take that opportunity, look for an opportunity to talk to them about Jesus. You know, it's it's not just about being in a band or being on a television interview, but it's about taking the opportunities, knowing the language of the people, and presenting, not being ashamed. Yeah, and I really do think God sees that, and, and God gives you more. You know, reject this lie that, well, if I somehow don't say anything, then that'll preserve future opportunities. That's such yeah. a lie. Yeah. I've experienced the opposite to be true. When I'm willing to be bold, you know, I, I have stories going all the way back to when I was in high school and we were at this, you know, pretty far end stage of this big national battle of the bands competition. And it was by far the highest profile opportunity that 
the you know a little high school band I was in had been given, and we had yep. committed from the beginning that no matter what we would tell people about Jesus. Yep. And it would have been very easy with you know these locals or celebrity judges. And right, right. It would have been very easy to not say anything. But I just remember this strong conviction that I've had from the very beginning, and I've learned, and I've, I do it better now than I did. And yep. um, my heart and attitude hasn't always been perfect in the process, but I have preached. And I think God is able to look at that and say, I can trust Ben because I know he's going to do it. He's going to be obedient. Yep. And, and I, I just feel this urgency that, mm-hmm. that we need to. And, and like, like David said, this isn't just about crazy far off examples like being on national TV in Albania. It's about what are you going to do with that, that colleague that God's put on your heart? What are you going to do with that friend that you know doesn't know? Yeah. Uh, are you going to take risks with the platforms that God has given you? Yeah. Like David said, yes, learn the language, um, but then take risks because God honors that. And then he'll yep. continue to grow the platforms he gives you. And, and that is when you're alive. Exactly. You're not alive when you're just blending in. Yeah. Artist or otherwise. Yeah. 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 I mean, I was talking to uh, the, the guy that does our sound. Uh, he's from Belarus and uh, Daniela. And he said, this is the most amazing thing he's ever been a part of. You know, and he's he's does sound for all kinds of famous bands. Tour, you know, this is full time profession, and he does a lot of high level stuff. And he said he's never been involved in something so meaningful, so so amazing. I mean, whatever you are called to do, use that. You are called to change the world. You're you're called to tell people the truth, no matter what your your role is. And so, don't miss out on on this extraordinary life that you're called to live. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, here we are. We, you know, this is the uh, Road Report edition. We are in a, in a room here. David is sitting on a bed. We're speaking to an, into a few uh, random SM58s in this, in this random room, so it's kind of funny from our typical vibe. Um, but, but pray for us. You know, we are about a third of the way through our tour of Albania. I think we'll probably end up doing 25 shows here yeah, by the yeah. time it's all said and done. Yep. Uh, we're also in the middle of Ramadan. It's not something we intentionally planned, but this is the uh, Muslim holy month, making this a more of an intense battle. Yep. Uh, even last night when we played, you know, we had people shouting at us from the crowd, giving us the finger. You know, we hand out these explanations of the gospel after the show. People were ripping them up and throwing them on stage. Not everyone, but some. I mean, you know it's a good show, though, when people are giving you the finger while you're preaching. Yeah, I know you usually like that. No, I mean, not everyone, but it, it means that you're... You've You're in the it. right place. You're in the right place. Yeah. And of course, we we try to do it as lovingly, and we're not trying to be intentionally no, provocative. But no, people need to hear. They do. You know, and Albania is at a critical crossroads where where it's really in this tug of war between you know Western lies that are destroying them and Islam that is trying to take over. And now is the time to preach. And it's like this in this interview we did with a, a young guy that was at the show last night. He said this message could change our whole country. We need this message. And then he gave his, he prayed and gave his life to Jesus among, and there's like 200 people who signed up and said they wanted to know more about Jesus last night in this Muslim town. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. And when you read in Ephesians 2.10 where it says that you've been prepared for good works to do in advance, this, yeah. this is it. This is it, yeah. Right? And this is what, you know, we talk about God changed the nations. Well, God is, you know, we're very ordinary people. If you know us, we're not extraordinarily skilled, but God is using us to, in a literal way, change this nation. And that is an incredible privilege, but that's not supposed to be just be for some people. You know, 
God wants to use you in the same way in your context with yep. the gifts and skills you have. Absolutely. Uh, and if, if you'd be willing to, to take risks and be obedient, he would. I think you would see that happening in your life as well. That's what Nigel would say. That is what he would say. And that's some would say he has said that. That's true, but we don't know for sure. We can't know for sure. Uh, there it is, the Provoke and Inspire podcast road edition sorry we're one day late it's a little hectic all we really do and is we'll just you know if when uh luke gets chad out of prison we will let you know in the meantime uh what's the name of his roommate wendell with wendell the tooth uh steer I, clear of wendell just uh chad is trying to keep a distance from wendell it's hard to sleep but he's doing his best right on that note thanks for listening share subscribe rate review Renew, re-listen, reinvent, revive, revive. Peace, peace. Thanks for listening to Provoke and Inspire, the official Come and Live podcast. To hear past podcasts, go to comeandlive.com. Got a question for the guys? Send it in to provokeandinspire at comeandlive.com. <laughs>